Hello, my name's Richard Moss, and I make a podcast called The Life and Times of Video Games. It's a narrative and documentary-style show about games' history and how the medium has evolved over time. Each episode or bonus interview soundbite delves into some aspect of the ups and downs of the industry, or the design, development, and legacy of the best or most interesting games ever made. It's all carefully edited, complete with original music and sound design, and a mix of interviews and deep research. All set up to tell you a great story about the secret worlds behind or within video games. I hope you enjoy the show. This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. What's up, Argonauts, and welcome to another Retro Gaming Podcast. This is episode 93 of the Argcast. I am your host, David Gilton, and with me is a man who's going to make a cardboard beer so he can make someone hold it, Robert Workman. Oh, for crying out loud, that's what Nintendo's big project is? <laughs> I still like Chris Kohler's response. He puts, like, one of the Joy-Cons into a Mother 3 box. It's not working. Right. <laughs> Nintendo priorities here. Come on now. <laughs> uh, I, I know. Well, well we're going to talk about Nintendo accessories and all that at a later date. But, yeah, the Nintendo Labo, it's a bunch of uh, cardboard accessories built around Switch ex- Swiss game experiences, I guess. <laughs> Switch and Swiss, maybe. Swiss <laughs> and so made it's got by some Swiss. chocolate. <laughs> My, my verbal diarrhea knows no end. Uh, but no, we've, we've got a great episode today. We are talking about all things Mutant League as well as Mutant Football League because we're going to have Michael Menheim, the creator and designer of the Mutant League games in Sega Genesis, as well as the forthcoming Mutant Football League, which comes out today for Xbox One and PS4. Uh, we're going to talk to him a little bit later in the episode. But uh, first, we, we've got some uh, some rather good news there, and not from the Swiss. Right, David? That's right. right. That's right. Uh, so there is some good news here, actually, from, uh, from like Hyperkin, actually who's going to come out with uh, what's called like the Hyper Game Boy, basically. So this is kind of like their own like um, uh, kind of like their own like way of being able to capitalize on these on the uh, on like basically the popularity of the NES Classic, the SNES Classic, things like that. Uh, so this is kind of like their own version of the Game Boy, more or less. Uh, which I believe is um, uh, like it's actually kind of, called the Ultra Game Boy. The by Ultra the way. Game Boy, yeah, yeah. And according to is we'll have include a built-in six-hour battery, a USB-C port for charging, as well as a pair of stereo speakers and left-right audio out connections, and it will run pretty much any Game Boy game that you put into it. Now, this hasn't been 100% tested, but it sounds like it's going to be backward compatible with all the original Game Boy games. That's right, yeah. That, 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 that was like one thing I had to kind of like just make sure that I got right, actually, was the fact that like yeah. it, did, it didn't have any games actually built into it. Like, you, you actually have to have the original Game Boy games on there, uh, which is fine, like, if you're more of, like, a purist and, like, you know, you just can't find, like, a working original Game Boy, uh, like, you know, that's in, uh, the, like, arm's reach for you and everything. But this, uh, you know, this is, like, really cool, and, like, it's, it's something that's kind of, like, akin, I guess, to... Too, like when they came out with the um, 
what was that like? Uh, wasn't the was it the Game Boy Pocket? Like it was just, it was like kind of like basically like a fancier kind of Game Boy Pass, like the brick Game yeah. Boy. Yeah, I mean it's game it's got a backlit LCD display, so you'd be able That's to right. see, see the screen, but you also have adjustable volume and contrast dials, and like I said, all those other features built in. It's going to go for about a hundred bucks, and they said it's going to release later this summer. Uh, this is actually pretty cool. I mean, considering Nintendo's not really doing anything on the Game Boy front, it, it's kind of sweet to see that uh, Hyperkin's kind of beating them to the punch, making this advanced version of the Game Boy that can run all the old games, you know. It, it's not exactly something that has all the games built in, like the Super NES Classic, but it's still a neat concept, I think. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And, um, like, like, who knows, like, what, what Nintendo's, like, working on as far as, like, with the Game Boy front, like, with their whole kind of, like, retro classic edition line of, uh, of the consoles that they've been coming out lately. Uh, but, it, you know, it would be cool to kind of see them come out with something that does have the games actually built in and, and included. Uh, you know, it would be interesting to kind of see, like, how that works, too, just with, like, like emulations, you know, emulation technology uh, working as well as it does now, um, but like you know, in order to have, if if you actually have like the Game Boy games on you or have like access to those Game Boy games, like the original cartridges, then mm-hmm. this would be a, a you know a great option for you. Yeah, and we're talking like the old old cartridges, stuff like Tetris and Alleyway and Revenge of the Gator, my mm-hmm. go-to, um, all that stuff. So I mean, it it's got a ton of games that are available. So all you have to do is shop around and find your favorites. I've been seeing all this stuff lately about the. Game Boy version of Battletoads, so <laughs> this might be the perfect opportunity to jump back into that. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to it this summer. Are you going to check it out there, David? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, I think wasn't that like Game Boy Battletoads game, like something on Ragnarok or something? Like, I'm trying to remember like the subtitle for it. I um, think it was something like that. I think the first game was like that, and then it was like a Ragnarok spinoff that might have been a game. I don't know. I got to look it up. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do my research. You're all like, you're all throwing posers my way be like come on robert you know this come right, on yeah i know <laughs> I, I figure like with both of us being like huge battletoads fans oh yeah we would like no oh that's what it's called battletoads Battle and ragnarok's, and ragnarok's world. world yeah, yeah. <laughs> both same time all that's together <laughs> all together now <laughs> that that is kind of cool though, because like is thor gonna show up that's what i'm wondering right yeah for sure for sure <laughs> so we'll, we'll have to have like a battletoads themed episode at some point so we can go more in depth on that uh but for now like we may as well go into like another handheld uh you know like style news anyway uh in regards to some 3ds titles which which are going down to uh, to 1999. So this is kind of like part of the uh, basically kind of like the Nintendo like um, Nintendo Selects kind of lineup more or less, uh, which mm-hmm. has had like other games in there. Like uh, there was like a Yoshi game in there, I believe. Uh, it was like Animal Crossing, Kirby's Triple yeah. Deluxe, Mario and Luigi's Dream Team, and Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon. Uh, so now like a new lineup here, which is probably the best lineup that's there's ever been, like as far as these these, these Nintendo Selects are concerned, uh, includes Super Mario 3D Land, The Legend of Zelda: A Link Between Worlds. And Ultimate NES Remix, uh, and I, I played two of these. I, I played A Link Between Worlds and NES Remix, and those were basically like the two like first games I got when I got the 3DS because those were like the two games I just desperately wanted to play. And uh, honestly, like A Link Between Worlds is like worth getting the 3DS alone. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised you played Mario 3D Land. That's like one of the best 3D Mario platformers out there. It, it's it's a terrific game, and being able to discover it again for like 20 bucks is well worth the price. But yeah, like you said, A Link Between Worlds, terrific game. It's almost like the spiritual successor to A Link to the Past. Absolutely. Because it's got the same sort of top-down setup, but you can like change it to a, a wall painting and get around areas that you normally would be able to get around. And then Ultimate NES Remix, that's just a compilation of like mini games based on the NES classics. And they can be a little difficult, but it's a lot of fun especially with the later challenges so uh yeah i mean all three of these are ideal pickups if, if you're really into that sort of thing 
for sure. Yeah, and I, I know I have 3D Land. Um, like it's on like it's it's in like my like collection of like 3DS games I have to get to at some point. Um, but yeah, that, that's definitely one like to you know to, you know to pick up along with a Link Between Worlds and NES Remix. Uh, like those those are all like amazing games. So definitely jump on those if you still have a 3DS lying around and the mm-hmm. um, you know like if you have like a break from the Switch at some point so for your for your Nintendo handheld gaming. Um, so that's going to lead us now to the part of the show called What Do You Play? And we get into the games we've all been playing or have recently beat. So, Robert, what have you been playing? Oh, wow. I've been playing quite a bit lately, actually. I've uh, been digging into this platforming game called A Hat in Time, oh, yeah. uh, which is a really good inspired 3D platformer there. It, it's really cool. You can like use different abilities and, and really get around. It, it's a pretty well-designed world, and you know, it's probably the closest thing we're going to get to a satisfying 3D platformer these days, aside, of course, from Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. It's, uh, it's, so, it's, it's, it's like insanely cute, too, like, just like the aesthetic of it. <laughs> It really is. It's way too adorable. Even like the enemies are adorable. I'm like, how the hell did that happen? I, I, I don't get it. But uh, I've been playing that a little bit, and then I've been working on another game called Hammer Watch, which is sort of like a role-playing shoot 'em up adventure game for the Nintendo Switch, and that one's a lot of fun as well. Uh, really fun to play. So I definitely recommend checking that out. And then uh, I've been digging back into the Xbox 360 Classics a little bit. I've been playing a little bit of Space Invaders Extreme because they just announced it for Steam mm. coming next month, which is really nice, and it's a fun little variation of Space Invaders with a lot of multi-shifting stages and stuff like that and power-ups. It's very cool. And I've also been digging back into Raystorm HD, uh, which is a terrific shooter from Taito um, and really a lot of fun. I've been hoping to get a, a new version, hopefully with the uh, Arcade Archives collection, because we did get some Ar- some Taito games through them. So, I mean, fingers crossed that we're going to get that soon enough as well. And then finally, I've been uh, playing the old arcade game Moon Patrol. Uh, through MAME because they announced that for Nintendo Switch as well and PlayStation 4 somewhere down the road. Hmm. So it'd be great to play those games again as well. So yeah, I've just been digging into a bunch of different classics and a couple new games, just waiting patiently for Monster Hunter World and Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Of course. Come on. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> what have you been playing, David? Uh, as far as what I've been playing, uh, obviously Overwatch, of course. Um, so mm-hmm. the uh, you know the, the, the search for the um, to get into Platinum for, for Overwatch continues, but uh, I am getting closer to it. I had like a pretty good win streak uh, like the previous night so I'm, I'm feeling pretty good with like with like my chances before like the season's end uh, and aside from that too I also started up Rise of the Tomb Raider so this is a game that I've been nice. meaning to get around to like much earlier than now but you know I, I finally got around to it now uh, and uh, it is really really cool um, I, I really love the uh, you know the uh, the previous Tomb Raider game uh, which is basically that uh, it was like the 2009 reboot basically of like the franchise mm-hmm. and, um, or 2013 it, was it 2013 oh wow like a I obviously like just thought it was like much much earlier than that. Then, um, so yeah, with 2013, then in that case, uh, so with uh, with Rise of the Tomb Raider is basically kind of continuing on with that. Uh, Lara still gets beaten up just as much as she did before, pretty much. I always like feel bad for her every time she like just kind of deals with like. I don't know, like the worst that like either like the environment deals with her or with like, you know, with like, you know, your random human enemies deal with her or even like animals and things like that. Like I just got through the section actually where she's like running from a bear. Um, so they're like, I, I know like if you mess up too, it just like the screen just goes to black and you just hear like basically the bears kind of, t- you know, tear into her and everything. So even without the visuals, it's just like, oh my God, Lara, what, what, what are you yeah. doing? <laughs> Lara, quit messing up. We need you to survive. Come right. On. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, so, so, so definitely a lot of fun if you're looking for something that's, um, I guess like more on the survival end of a uh, of like a, of an uncharted like experience, and definitely check that out. Uh, definitely one like I feel like a lot of people missed out on actually because of the fact it came out uh, I think around the same time that Fallout Four did. So like a lot of people looked at Fallout Four instead of that game. So 
definitely check it out if you get a chance to, for sure. Uh, so before we move on with the rest of the show, I do have a game code here to give away. And in light of us talking about Mutant League and Mutant Football League in general, uh, I am giving away a code here for uh, for Mutant Football League on Steam. So uh, Mutant Football League is the bloody fun next-gen successor to arcade-style American football games, taking inspiration from over-the-top sports games such as NFL Blitz and the Sega Genesis Classic Mutant League Football. So... The code here, again, this is on Steam, is 70TTDF7VC72839C. Again, that's Mutant Football League on Steam. Enjoy. So with that, we have the Stage of History, which is a celebration of retro titles that deserve a spot, for better or for worse, in the pantheons of history. So to start us off, we're going to start off with what else? Mutant League football. So this is a 1993 football game by Electronic Arts. It was designed using the Madden 93 engine. Player names are morbid parodies of real-life football players, such as Bones Jackson for Bo Jackson and Scary Ice for Jerry Rice. And uh, a spin-off sequel called Mutant League Hockey was released a year later, which we will definitely get into later on the, in this segment. Mm-hmm, totally. Um, I love this game. I mean, this was at a time when, like, you know, people either had Madden or, you know, like John Joe Montana football or something like that. And they didn't really have too many alternatives because NFL Blitz didn't get any home releases for a little while there. So, I mean, they, they had to turn to something that was really arcade style and kind of brutal. And this game really fit the bill because you could actually at one point kill the ref. Yes. <laughs> because cause I can't tell you, like, how many Patriots games I saw. I'd be like, yeah, we need Mutant League players. <laughs> Sorry, David. I know you're a Pats fan, but no. For no. sure. <laughs> I mean, it, it would definitely make it, like, a whole lot whole lot more interesting, I'd say, like, if that was the case. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it definitely had the right amount of plays, great gameplay, and all that stuff, and different elements that made it much more destructive than the usual Madden games. I really enjoyed the hell out of this, which is why I'm so excited that Michael was able to, like, really work on something and bring it back for a new generation to enjoy even though it's more like a a 3d style football game now but it it is really cool but uh did you play it much there david yeah for sure Uh, i never like owned it just because i never owned a um a sega genesis back in the day uh but i i certainly play it like over like friends houses and just kind of playing like some mutant you know you know mutant league football over there um so yeah it was was a lot of fun it was just it was basically kind of like nba jam before nba jam more or less in a lot of ways just kind of like this over the top sports game and you know bloody violent and just you know everything that like a little boy could ever dream of when it comes to video games pretty much so uh yeah it was a lot of fun really cool and uh certainly a lot you know a lot of inspiration for like the new game that's coming out with mutant football league uh certainly Mm -hmm. took a lot from mutant league football as far as like you know with like the things that you could do with bribing the ref killing the ref uh, and all this, all sorts of other kind of like dirty plays and like mines in the field and things like that. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so it's really cool to just kind of see, uh, see like arcade football come back in a big way because this was a lot of fun. And I feel like a lot of people kind of missed out on that maybe because of the fact it was it was a um, uh, was like kind of like uh, specifically for the Sega Genesis. So. Mm-hmm. It's definitely one worth digging back into if you could track down a copy. I know they're a little scarce nowadays, but I mean, if you want a blast from the past, this is. Obviously, it lives up to its name, so they go for it. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And uh, another uh, another entry here for the arcade football genre is NFL Blitz. So this is a 1997 football game by Midway. The NFL was opposed to the over-the-top violence shortly before launch and offered to refund Midway's license fee. 
Uh, in order to keep the NFL license, Midway compromised by toning down the violence and late hits after plays. And Mortal Kombat characters Raiden and Shinnok were included as unlockable characters. So, uh, so you know, obviously, like, pretty cool there, like, with, uh, you know, obviously, like, with Midway having owned, like, the Mortal Kombat license back then, they would try to kind of uh, integrate, like, their characters from other games in there, especially with Mortal Kombat being as popular as it was. Oh, yeah, totally. I think they were also uh, trying to include Mortal Kombat characters in the NBA Jam series. But apparently at the last minute, NBA was like, nah, we don't want that really. Thanks anyway. But it was, but they got uh, plenty of other bonus characters. It's not the end of the world. But uh, no, NFL Blitz was amazing when it first came out because it, it was just the right style of violence, you know, leg drops and all that and body slams and all that. So it, it did get a little ridiculous. Later on, they toned it down a little bit. They, they tried a pro edition that came out for GameCube and Xbox and PS2 that was more based around the general play of game. And it wasn't really like Blitz that much anymore, which was kind of a bummer. But previous games before that, like NFL Blitz 2000, 2001, stuff like that, they were really true to the nature of the um, of the original game. And it's still a party favorite. You know, ask anybody. If you've seen NFL Blitz arcade machine in any like Dave and Buster's or something like that, it's usually got a good amount of traffic from players and everything. People really enjoy uh, those type of games. And it's kind of interesting. EA tried to bring it back in 2012. They released NFL Blitz for uh, PS3 and Xbox 360. It was changed up a little bit. You know, it was more like simulation style but it did have some arcade annex in it, and it really wasn't too bad. It, it was better than um, what Midway was trying to do with Blitz the League. I don't know if you recall this series. I do, yeah. It, it was more mature-rated. You could do drugs. Lawrence Taylor <laughs> was involved for some reason. I remember interviewing him, and ironically, he was like, what, what's your favorite part of the Blitz League? He's like, the girls, man. And I'm like, you're going to regret saying that. <laughs> but it, it was just hilarious. But, I mean, the games were fun, but – by taking more of a serious note and trying to involve drug use, it almost seemed like to throw off the vibe of what NFL Blitz was all about. I think as the series went on, it, it dragged into the mud a little bit. I mean, EA tried to bring it back, and they did a pretty good job, but obviously it wasn't as effective as, say, NBA Jam. Yeah. So, you know, but it is kind of interesting how EA probably still has the rights to it. Maybe, who knows, a few years from now they'll try again just to see what it does. But, I mean, nothing's going to replicate the original 97 arcade game. Oh, yeah, this sure. was where football was at. Yeah, and like I, I feel like that was almost kind of like a, trying to integrate like a PSA message almost like in like the uh, like the later <laughs> games for sure uh, with all mm-hmm. kind of like the drug like the kind of like the drugs uh, you know being like involved with, with the game and everything the drugs and everything I don't know like with the freaking like uh, like Bill Cosby kind of message there um, but yeah like with uh with like the you know with like the drug use like in there like it just kind of seemed. Like a little, little bit out there, I guess. Like I guess you were kind of saying, like with with it trying to be more, um, I don't know. I guess I'm more like realistic or hard hitting in a different kind of way, as opposed to mm-hmm. literally hitting hard on the field. Uh, yeah. So I don't like, but yeah, there's there's nothing that like quite compares to like you know knocking down like a guy like you know who's like running like you know like 50 miles per hour down like the you know down the field and then like just German suplexing him down to the ground before it can make it to the end zone. Like there, there's just like nothing quite like that. Uh, so it is cool again, like with like you know with like the upcoming Mutant Football League, or like it's out now anyway on Steam, but with it coming out on, on uh, consoles very soon here, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of see that style of game come back, like just that the arcadey football action is just just sorely missed, honestly. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't think anything beat the original arcade game, but I, I do like the idea of what Mutant Football League is trying to do with capturing that vibe. Yeah. I think that's really cool. So we're going to talk more, Michael. Uh, he'll be on a call with us shortly to talk to more about the design of the game and everything like that. And I'm sure we'll bring up Blitz somewhere in the conversation because it is very Blitz-like in terms of its presentation. Uh, you know, aside from the fact that the players are dead, 
you know, right. but still, <laughs> not on drugs, not on drugs, but yeah. you know what I mean. And but we, you were definitely, you know. Yeah, and we 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 should uh, it, like you know just like iterate as well that like for, for like this particular episode we are gonna be like focusing on like the mutant league games like the like old school games for sure. Uh, but we will be getting like a lot more into like the actual mutant football league, which you know which is out now and coming out for consoles uh, for like a mini episode actually, which we will be having uh, like very very shortly. So definitely stay tuned to that sometime yeah. after this episode. So. And uh, along with Michael Menheim on that episode, we'll also be talking with Tim Kitrow, yeah. the voice behind NBA Jam, NFL. Blade and mutant football league for sure for sure so like so definitely something to to like look forward to definitely gonna get your mutant football uh fix like for for uh you know for all intents and purposes so mm-hmm. uh so that's gonna lead us now into obscura and while we're talking about mutant league let's talk about mutant league hockey now this was the game that really got my blood boiling in 94 because it was just so much fun uh essentially think nhl 94 but instead of making gretzky bleed you just destroy everybody pretty much <laughs> that that's the whole thing i mean the game has the same tone as its uh mutant league football predecessor with special plays that cause things to happen like making the puck explode making players explode making them go under the ice if there are holes in the ice planting landmines to make things explode that sort of thing but it's all based around like nhl style gameplay with scoring goals checking players all that stuff. And God, this the cool thing is like when you killed a player, their corpse would remain on the ice. So players could actually trip over the corpses and lose the puck. And in between in between like intermission and everything like that, Steph Zamboni, they have a giant creature that eats the remains. <laughs> it was it was amazing. I, I I never actually played mutant league hockey honestly, and I I, I wish I did. Um, I, I would I would really love to kind of go back and like actually like play it for sure. But uh, I've, you know I've seen like footage of it and everything, and it looks like a lot of fun. It's basically just like that same mutant league kind of you know over the top violent zaniness more or less as mutant league football, but now on ice. So see, I still have my copy. Uh, I don't <laughs> I don't have it working Genesis right now, but I still have my copy of mutant league hockey. I'm I'm not giving it up for anything because <laughs> this game was just amazingly fun and. I was really hoping that, you know, they would continue it on with new chapters and everything like that. But that was something we could talk to Michael about. But, I mean, Mutant League Hockey was essentially one of the best sports games for Sega Genesis. And, man, I'd love to see that come back. Oh, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Mutant I, Hockey League. Mutant Hockey League. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, you know, like if, if we – yeah, because this is Mutant League Hockey. So, I mean, like if we're getting Mutant Football League, why not Mutant Hockey League in that case? So Well, well we can ask Michael about that. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Along, along, with like a, along with like a basketball game too because there was supposed to be a basketball game, which we will get into very shortly here. Uh, well, is that the one where you could like remove your head and dunk it and then reattach your head? I think – I mean if I remember correctly, <laughs> I'll, I'll have to kind of like, you know, re, re, uh, like review like over my notes on that a bit. But um, I know – like with um i know there was supposed to be kind of like a basketball game i would have loved to kind of see that happen uh <laughs> but we'll, we'll definitely kind of get more into that as we uh, as we speak with michael which we are about to do right now Now it's time to talk with the man who brought us Mutant League to begin with. He is the creator and designer of Mutant League Football. He's done a lot of great work in Mutant League Hockey, and now he is back with a vengeance with Mutant Football League. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for Michael Menheim. Welcome, Michael. 
Hey, thank you, Robert. I like your energy, man. Yep. Totally. <laughs> uh, what can I say? Uh, aside from Tim Kitzrow, I have a I have a voice. That's right. That's he, right. He's he's got the better voice, obviously. But I'm I'm doing what I can here. Right. Uh, but no, I mean, Michael, uh, we've been talking just right before this episode. We were talking about like the history of Mutant League football and Mutant League hockey and everything like that. And it's just exciting to to see the brand kind of back with Mutant Football League. I, I have to ask here, how are you feeling right now with the console versions? Like pretty much now on the verge of launching. They'll be out by the time this episode's out, but how are you feeling right now? Um, well, God, you know, I'm feeling excited, proud. I'm also like a complete nervous wreck <laughs> because um, it's just so hard, right? We've been working on this thing for the last three years. We put our heart and soul into it. Um, the people that have played it, like on Steam, I mean, the majority of the people really like the game. Um, whenever you release a child out into the world, uh, it is, you know, completely nerve wracking. Uh, for me, you know, I, I, I just want to see the product do well because we want to continue improving this game and we want to make other games, other, uh, you know, types of mutant sports games. Mm. So yes. having this one just basically be solid in the market will be fantastic. And, mm -hmm. and but, you know, who knows, right? It's a fickle market and uh, I'm really proud of the game. And I the game turned out better than I thought it was going to turn out because... We self-funded the game. We have a small team. Our community helped us. And somehow we managed to get out uh, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. And I, I think the game's really fun. I mean, yeah. I, I play it all totally. the time. I remember talking with you. Uh, I first met you a few years ago at GDC when you first kicked off the Kickstarter. Uh, I think it was at the GDC Pavilion thing, and you didn't really have that much to present and everything like that. But I, I loved how your heart was into it, how you were like talking about, oh, people really enjoyed the older games and everything like that, and bringing it back for uh, like a whole new generation to enjoy. I mean, your, your excitement from this was pretty much unmatched when we talked about it back then. Yeah, and it still is. Um, I'm just tired now because I've been going <laughs> for like three years and I need a breath. But um, it's really hard, right? Because you have a game that was done 25 years ago, a completely different market now. But there's very specific things that were in the original game that people just like love and had a feeling for. And we wanted to do a completely new game, but we wanted to retain the spirit of the things the people loved about that original game and capture that in this product. And um, I think we did a pretty good job at that um, because, I mean, just based on the feedback from the people who played the original game and who loved the original game... They're pretty happy with uh, this product. And then we have players that never even heard of it. You know, they, <laughs> they have no idea what the hell we're talking about it. But they like this game because it's just an actually really fun and deep football game. But then they have all the other stuff and it just gives them kind of a nice alternative 
to the other football games that are on the market, which there's not many, right? Yeah. So, and like, yeah, I, I mean, and honestly, like you, like you can't age fun in a lot of places, like because you know, the, the, like there, there just hasn't been like all too many arcade sports games like as of late really so this is kind of like a fresh you know breath of fresh air honestly with all the simulation sports games that you know do come out annually with like your maddens and like you know nba lives and things like that um Mm. so like it it is really cool you know really cool to kind of see this come back uh i was kind of i was kind of curious to you know though like you know because i I do know of like all the excitement uh you know like whenever i would see the game on like the show floor various events and whatnot like you know everyone's crowded around they want to play and everything what was the reaction like when people first played mutant league football in the genesis there was just nothing like it on the market when it came out. So um, obviously the multiplayer components of that was all local. There really wasn't like, you know, this online thing going back 1994. (laughs) But it was a really fun um, local multiplayer game, right? And um, people just had a great time with it and the fact that the game was so unique um and it was a nice juxtaposition for madden but it also like if you played madden you could play mutant league football because even though everybody says we use their engine we didn't use their engine uh we we had our own engine but we we used a lot of elements that madden made successful and obviously we constantly picked like the brains behind Madden, like Scott Orr and Richard Hilleman. Like we were always asking those guys about AI and whatnot, and they were always really cool. And they, uh, you know, they they always provided feedback. Madden '93, obviously, like that's trying to like hit home with like a certain audience, like trying to get that. Um, most realistic football experience, basically for, for the time, anyway. Uh, but you, you basically kind of like turned that like on its head, and uh, I feel like it was um, it was almost kind of like a, a perfect timing sort of thing too, because you know, because with NBA Jam coming around the same year too, I think that was, that was also '93 actually. Um, that uh, you know, it, it was just, it's just kind of like a uh, juxtaposition of like just all these like uh, kind of crazy over the top sports games and everything. Did, did you feel any sort of um, I guess like effect from you know from the popularity of NBA Jam also? coming into play with mutant league or like was that completely separate as far as like you know developing and leading up until like the release and yeah no i mean it it was pretty separate so those guys are all midway guys right so they're from chicago and nba jams was like it started out in the arcades so it like it was a coin op game and people were playing you know people were batting on that game uh in the arcades uh, the thing, like, what they had that we didn't was they had the licensing. So they, you know, they had the famous players in NBA Jam. And um, the original Mutant League, I mean, we didn't have that. We had parody, so we could, like, take players' names and do a parody of uh, the league and the players who played in the league but just actually having like the player licenses is a really big deal, right? For sure, yeah. No, yeah, because that takes a lot of money too, if I recall correctly. Oh just yeah, making sure. Oh yeah. But uh, I have a question here now. How did your idea for mutant-based sports come about? Were you just like thinking one day, like you know, what would make football more fun? 
if it had monsters that you could kill, right? <laughs> just <laughs> something like that. How, how did you come up with the with the concept for Mutant League football? So, like, I love football, and I've always loved football. And when you know Madden came out, and we, I mean, we used to play like in television football and Tecmo Bowl and all of that. Mm. So I I always wanted to do a football game, but um, it's always kind of got to be different, right? Because it just does. Um, and I love like monsters and creatures and mutants and violence. Um, <laughs> so I yeah. like that's part of me. I mean, my like I love Clint Eastwood movies and Sam Peckinpah, and I I just like that and. I just took like two of my loves and I kind of intermixed them together and uh, along with humor because I, I really think that the humor offsets like the violence and I, I like to make people laugh with this type of product. So it, it just kind of worked. You know, it was one of those things where you're concocting a new drink and then when you're done you don't know if it's gonna work or not and it just kind of worked and um you know but when we made that game way back in the day um ea kind of changed their strategy right so they wanted to go into the real sports and just be like the sports simulation company and that made perfect sense for them. And obviously it was the right choice for them. And it made their company, that strategic decision, just, you know, made their company what it is today. But in making that decision, it kind of left um, a number of different sports games, but most importantly, Mutants League football in the dust because it just didn't fit into that plan. Yeah. And... Um, you know, it was a, a a really good strategic move for EA, and it was the right move for them. And, like, there's no animosity or anything, um, but it, it kind of left Mutant League, you know, laying there dead. And it has been for, you know, a number of years, uh, like, you know, decades. And then we decided... Well, we can't do the same game, obviously, because EA owns the rights to those. But um, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, no, all the characters from the original game, the visual presentation, all of that—that's all like that's EA. They own the rights to it. And when we started making this game, we absolutely went to EA and we asked them about it, and we asked if they were interested in working uh, with us. Um, they weren't, we kind of knew that that was going to happen, uh, because again, they have their strategy and their strategy is their right strategy. So we, we had to come up with something that was different, but the most important thing was to still kind of capture the things people loved about that original game. And, uh, so, you know, we worked really hard at doing that. And I, I know what those are pretty well, because, I did the original game, and then when I start veering off the track, 
I've got the community to just like smack me upside the head and go, <laughs> "Hey, dummy!" Which did happen with, with, with the original Kickstarter, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It happened continuously, and it continues to happen as of like you know what three hours ago. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what they do, and that's what they should do because um, you know, hey, these guys funded this product. They got us across the finish line. They they love the product. They care about the product. And yeah, I'm going to damn well listen to them. <laughs> Especially when it's the majority consensus going, this is what we want. They almost always get it. Right. Now, it was kind of surprising. Like, I understand why EA made the business decision that it did, but it's kind of surprising because Mutant League created this great legacy uh, back in the 90s. We're talking, of course, Mutant League football. And then what I was just telling David, one of my favorite sports games in the second Genesis, Mutant League hockey. But right. it also created a Mutant League cartoon, Mutant League toys and all that stuff. And then just all of a sudden it was all gone. You know, it, right. it just like it was forgotten and i don't quite understand i mean i guess like i said it's business it's ea and we know they've made a lot of business moves lately <laughs> but you know it's <laughs> it, it's just kind of staggering that you would be, leave behind such a legacy i mean we'll get to the cartoon in a minute but right but you have to look at like the pie right mm -hmm. so if you look at the pie and we have to go back to the early 90s and you have to look at that pie and go, oh, well, half that pie is Madden football. Right. And then you, you have this little, you know, it's more than a sliver, but it's not much more than a sliver that is Mutant League. It's like, it's a very easy decision when you look at it like that, right? Mm -hmm. Now, we did have like the show... And we did have toys, and we had momentum building, and we were working on different products. However, if you make the strategic decision that you are going to be the sports simulation company, and you are going to make the finest sports games in the world, and that's what you're going to hang your hat on, then, like, you know, the Mutant League series isn't going to be helping you, right? Because mm -hmm. it, it kind of takes away from that focus and that messaging of... We want to build the finest sports simulations in the industry. So, I mean, it, it it makes perfect sense. And now if you just look at all of the branding and merchandising that EA does with, um, you know, just their sports games, right? And mm -hmm. monetization, like there's no way that um, Mutant League was ever going to, you know, compete with that. And I mean, I mean, honestly, like I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of glad that EA didn't pick up on it because you, you can only imagine just like with recent business practices, uh, practices and everything uh, that they will probably would have tried to monetize it in some way, throwing in like, you know, Mutant League, um, you know, Mutant League uh, loot boxes, things like that. Uh, yeah. Would, would, would that like, you know, let's just kind of say alternate reality like EA said, yes, let's do this project. We're going to work with you kind of like make this the best Mutant League revival you know, possible and everything. Um, would, like if they were like pressuring you to do loot boxes, what would be your response to that? I don't know, right? I, I so like there has to be a fine line. Um, we have uh, self-funded this product, right? Mm -hmm. So it's taking money out of 
my partner and my bank account, our personal finances that we've staked on this love and this dream project to try and bring it back. Um, so we need the product to do well, right? Because mm-hmm. if it doesn't, um, you know, I I lose my shirt basically. Right. So mm-hmm. <laughs> we we need the product to be successful, and then if it's successful. You know, we can hire some more people and we can build more products. Um, I think you have to do what you have to do to stay in business and make a product successful. Um, Now, there's a line at some point where it's just like greed, right? And I'm not like calling EA or anything. I'm just saying (laughs) there, there is a point where you're trying to suck too much out of like the community that got you where you are. Right. Try to take so, blood, like, like trying to take blood out of stone in the guess. In the sense. So yeah. we don't want to go there. And in fact, you know, we are actively working on the game and in, um, March, we're going to be releasing what we call dynasty mode. And dynasty is like an add on on top of season. And we took a lot of the community's feedback. So what a dynasty allows you to do is it allows you to take any team that you want to pick. And you're going to start that team at like a 40 overall rating. So that team really sucks, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then as uh, you play, you can play multiple seasons. And all the guys on your team, all the players are rookies, and they'll gain XP while you play games. And you can um, earn money, which is just virtual money, and XP. And that money is used to uh, pay your players, and the XP is used to make your players better. And we have a custom playbook, so you can... As you beat teams, you get their dirty tricks, and you can swap out dirty tricks, and your playbook expands as your quarterback gains more intelligence. So your starting quarterback goes from like rookie to pro to all-pro to all-star to eventually a legend. And the whole idea between behind this mode is um, to allow the players to have, you know, a much deeper, deeper season mode that is actually multiple seasons. And then we've connected that with online, so we'll have some leaderboards and you can track points. And we're giving that away for free. Mm -hmm. Uh, But our whole strategy with this product right now is to get as many people playing it because... Generally, the majority of the people that once they play the game, they actually like it. And then once they play the game with some friends over at their house, have a few beers, and they play some multiplayer games, they really, really like it. So right now, our strategy for the product is to try and get as many people um, to try out the game and play it as possible so we can build on it. And then eventually, we'll create um editors that allow people to design their own plays create their own players and that type of thing mm-hmm. and when we get to that level yeah we're probably going to monetize some of that stuff for sure because like we gotta we gotta pay our staff it's small but they still like they got to put food on the table 
but there it's a very kind of modest plan right so um that's that's where where we're at well i'll tell you one thing that's going to work in the benefit to this game is timing because it's coming out in January when, like, everybody's worn out on Madden 18 and it's, what, a long six-month wait until Madden 19 eventually rolls around. So they want to play something in the meantime and really feel like like they're enjoying football still. But it's not something that's tied down with realistic stats or anything like that. So it almost seems like Mutant Football League would fill that void while at the same time providing, like, a little bit of fantasy thing. Like, you know, like, obviously Madden NFL 18 doesn't offer an option where you can destroy Tom Brady. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I guess the timing really pays off there too, doesn't it, Michael? Um, I hope so. Um, we'll see. Like we 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 play we play around the timing on this. Obviously, um, we shipped our PC version Halloween. Took us a little bit longer to release the uh, digital versions, but our goal was to release before the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and we are doing that. So. In two days, or when people well, hear this, it, 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 it's today, man. It's today. It is today. <laughs> exactly. Today. <laughs> Friday, yep, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's there, and you can go get it. It's nineteen ninety nine, and, um, you know, have fun with it. Like, For sure. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it opens up uh, some different possibilities, too. I mean, like with the whole new modern engine, you're able to like really open up and see different possibilities with gameplay. And it kind of makes me wonder, like if you do move on to other sports games, because I remember a while back, David was just telling me about this, that there was a mutant league basketball game that was planned at first and everything like that. And then it kind of got scrapped when I guess mutant league went away. I I don't know. Did you have any like story to tell, like what you had kind of planned with that or what we possibly see return? So uh, the first when we released the first game, and it was kind of like now, right? We didn't know how it was going to do. Um, the early reviews were were reasonable. The focus testing was kind of eh. so it it was um, it was an unknown. Like we didn't know. Yeah. But then once the game came out and it did well, and uh, it was the number one hit. Then it, we were like, oh, well, we're going to make more of these games. And the guy who was driving everything was Sam Nelson. And he was like the executive producer. And he was in charge of the whole ball of wax. And Sam wanted to make a variety of different mutant games. So we had a number of games going. We had hockey, which actually released. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were working on um, a racing game. Oh, and, oh that would have been fun. And we were working on a uh, basketball game. And the basketball game was uh, similar to an NBA Jam style of game. It's just we had, I think we had four players on each team. And it was very similar to NBA Jam in terms of its play style. But you know, there was a lot more violence. <laughs> right. <laughs> Obviously. I had uh, even bets. I had even bets that one of the plays in the game you could rip off your own head, slam dunk it, and yes. then reattach yes. it. Yeah. <laughs> we had we had a bunch of different ideas for that. And then like hockey, 
the basketball net also, depending on whose stadium you played in, you know, did different things, right? It could be a, a face with a mouth, and that was the basket, or it could be more normal, or it could have like um, a blade going across the top of it, so you, you kind of got to time your jams, that type of stuff. So, like, were were you looking to kind of do like a, I guess, like a very similar thing as as how you did with a mutant league football, like where it was going to be um, basically kind of these these like parodies of like real NBA players, basically, like with yes. uh, with mutant league basketball. Yes, but we also wanted to allow you to take some of your favorite players, uh, like obviously uh, Bones Jackson, and in the television show they changed the name to Bones Justice, mm-hmm. but you would have. You know, you'd have a team with like Bones Jackson on it and so KT Slayer, but then you'd also have uh, parody teams of the NFA uh, <laughs> as well. You know, it'd be fun, a fun player, Patrick Spewing. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one right there. <laughs> I just throwing it out there. You know, <laughs> but, do, you, do you do you like recall like any like names that you were kind of conceptualizing when coming up with Mutant League Basketball? Um. I don't remember, and even if I did, why would I spit those out now? That's because true. then I would automatically somebody can write them down. Them. Hey, we're gonna throw right. these in. Here. <laughs> so, um, so I'm not the brightest guy, but I'm smarter than that. All right, so, <laughs> no worries. No, I, I just gave away spewing for free. It's fine. It's a, it's we're, good there, we're good. So I don't know if you guys saw in the Onion, they did a little spoof on uh, Mutant League hockey a few days yeah. ago. Oh. I saw it. Yeah, that Here, was... I'll pull it up. That's the one where they said they were trying to move to a different town. It was too right. much of a school or something. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. The worried city of St. Mucus. Right. <laughs> so I sent that to like uh, our team in Kiev, right? So um, we have a great team. Uh, our our tech lead who did uh, Mute League football is phenomenal. Uh, his name's Ivan Zaplava. And he's just one of the most awesome engineers I've ever had the pleasure of working with. But like when these guys started, they didn't know anything about American football, right? So it was just really difficult trying to explain all the nuances of American football. And so many rules in football contradict themselves. So when I sent them the onion thing and they read it, like nobody understood what the hell I was talking about. So uh, you were mentioning before, actually, like with uh, with Mutant League, like the uh, the animated show. Actually, uh, I was kind of curious, like, what was your I don't know creative input on that show, if there was any? So basically, uh, what we did was um, Sam Nelson and this other guy, uh, Rob Sears, um, they put the show together with Franklin Waterman, and the production team on that show pretty much drove the show but i did get scripts right so i could comment on scripts i could i saw some of the art styles um and the production sketches for stuff and we would comment on those and then uh so the the core creative of the team was like sam me rob and a couple other guys And then uh, we would go, Sam or Rob would go and go, hey, here's our feedback. And as much as they could, they would implement it. Um, That was the extent that I had with the show. Um, 
but the story content that they had on that television show was pretty serious. I mean, if you look at some of the topics that the show discussed, um, you know, they were talking about athletes and drugs and athletes being gay and all kinds of stuff. And back in 1994 for a Saturday morning children's cartoon, that was pretty, pretty radical. Like, (laughs) yeah, hard hitting in a lot of ways. Yeah, it was kind of cool, though. Yeah, and like there, there was also like, um, like you know, because I remember um, seeing actually that there were like some rumors that there was going to be like a like a mutant league wrestling league as well at some point. Um, can you can you confirm that as well, or like any like uh, stories on that? I don't. I do not remember. I mean, we talked about a million different types of games, right? Mm-hmm. And then the show actually had them playing volleyball of all things. I mean, it was silly, <laughs> but. Um, we did not have any wrestling game in production, so but I'm sure it was on our list of these are the games we'd like to do. So yeah, like it, it's uh, you know it's really cool like to have you like you know to have you here to kind of reminisce about the you know about the Mutant League franchise here, Michael, and uh, we'll definitely be talking more about uh, about like the new game, which uh, which will be you know again coming out on consoles uh, today well, as of this. Uh, I- Yep. I did want to mention – I'm sorry to interrupt, but yeah. I did want to mention this game has a secret weapon. Mutant Football League does have a secret weapon, and that is Slobbert Worstman. Yeah, oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> my, my custom character is – well, not custom character. Michael just said, we're going to get you in the game. I'll be like, okay, sure. <laughs> I, I'm <laughs> you so are. David's in there too. What's David's name? Yeah, I was kind of curious actually. <laughs> I, 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 I kind of forget David, like, what was kill, David, kill the man? Kill the man. <laughs> David, you gave me a name. So, like, first you guys got to understand that I've got um, well over 200 custom names in the game, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's very hard. Not, I'm, I'm talking custom names, not just parody names of players or made-up names in our fantasy. But we actually had a Kickstarter reward that people could purchase a player in the game that's right nice yeah and name it so um i have everybody's name on a massive excel document and i will go look that up so when we talk again i can um let you know exactly what teams you guys are on and what your position is but i i've got both of you in there but if you're going gee what's my name i honestly can't remember. <laughs> i still think it's got it's gotta be something like kill the men you know because <laughs> you, you gave me man that's what i put in yeah yeah i, 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 mean, I, probably, I probably gave I you my um i think i gave you my uh my, my twitter handle actually which is the uh which is doug guilty man so. yeah and i i know I, I had to come up with variations on mine because i was trying to what was it like Slobbert Worseman the Marauder, and you're like, that's too long. Okay, well, just Slobbert Worseman. Yeah, Robert, you you are amongst my high maintenance name. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry about that. Uh, it's you gotta get it just this, right. The name my mother gave me. I want this me. team. I want this number. I want this position. <laughs> oh, listen, I listen. This weight and this height. And this is... No, I didn't. I didn't say anything about weight and height. I just said I want number sixty nine. <laughs> 
on the My Life Chronic. That's all I said. It's turning into like um into like a Donald Trump like um like the um the like uh what's it called like the like physical like exam like, oh, right yeah. here. And and it want to be two hundred thirty nine pounds right, exactly. And it want to be six foot three. Right. I want my specialty will be cheeseburgers. As long, I did not. I didn't realize I was that high a demand. I'm sorry. As, 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 as long as long as I'm on the new uh, the nuked London Hatriots, and I'm all fine. So. <laughs> okay, so I will check that out, and I will let you guys know. And uh, Robert, you're always a pleasure. Always a pleasure talking with, with you. The, with the names, you were a pain in my ass. <laughs> I apologize. Um, you know, usually when I request something, it's it's pretty simple. Be like, what name really sticks out? Uh, Slobbert Worsman. <laughs> but I promise, Michael, I won't be that much of a pain if you bring back Mutant Hockey League. I promise I will not bring be a pain with that game. You know what? The hockey, the mutant hockey guys are the most loyal, dedicated like they will go fight for hockey. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it is crazy. Those guys, they they love their hockey. They want their hockey, and it's like, if we could do a hockey, that would be awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah, but that's down the road. Obviously, you want to add more content to uh, Mutant Football League. Uh, I did have a couple of quick requests on sure. Twitter. A uh, user by the name of Caleb Swint uh, emailed us some good suggestions here. He said you should add mini games to Mutant Football League as well as an online mini camp. Now, mini games I can understand because that that kind of like you know they kind of mix into the nature of the older game. But online mini camp, I think, don't you want to get like Dynasty mode out of the way first before you start adding little things like that? I think there's two there there's a number of things that we have to do, right? Mm-hmm. So one one of the things that the um community really wanted was they wanted like a much deeper season mode. Um and that's what Dynasty's going to deliver. And we will continue building on Dynasty. Uh when people go, we want franchise, that's that's lovely. And they look at Madden and they go, give us what Madden has. You know, it took Madden a really long time to get where they are now. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, you know, a franchise mode is, it, it, it's just an incredible amount of work to get that working right with the drafts and blah, blah. So, you know, we, we can do what we can do with seven guys. Um, but... Our dynasty mode is going to create a lot of um, depth for the game, single-player depth. We need a good tutorial um, that shows people that have never played uh, football games, especially like our friends from Europe that don't understand American football, how to play it. That's a much more intuitive tutorial than what we have. Uh, because a lot of people from different countries really want to play the game. They just don't understand the mechanics of football. So we need a mode that kind of shows people how football, American football is played. We don't want to spend like a ton of time there, but enough so somebody from another country can play it and understand the core mechanics of football. For sure. Makes then, sense, yeah. The third thing we want to do is really expand on our online and make it like better and start, you know, having a lot of leaderboards 
and allowing people to construct their own tournaments and leagues. Mm. Okay. So nice. So we want to do those. And then meanwhile, on the side here, what everybody wants is they want to be able to create their own teams and name their own players and design their own playbooks. We have those tools. They're what I use to design this game. We want to uh, put those, you know, in a user-friendly interface and then give those kind of sandboxy tools to our players so they can go and create like totally balanced teams that are their own teams with their own names that they can take those teams online and play against other players with equally balanced teams. So that's kind of what we want to do in this next year coming forward. And if we can get those segments of the product and the product is successful, then we can go look at doing some other type of mutant sports games. Sounds great. It definitely and, gets us from built up first, totally. Yeah. yeah. So, so so hopefully that will lead into a mutant hockey league, and who knows, maybe we'll actually get that mutant basketball league too like at some point. So uh, it'd, be, it'd be really cool to see that. So, uh, yeah, best best of luck to you there, there Michael, like with, uh, you know, with, with Mutant Football League, but also like it's, it's really cool to have you on board in order to kind of reminisce about all things Mutant League in general. And uh, we'll definitely be, be talking more about uh, about Mutant Football League specifically uh, when, you know, when we speak again uh, in like a couple of days, for sure, like along, uh, along with Tim uh, Tim. Litzkow as well. So, yeah, Kits, Kits, Kitsro. Kits, oh, Kitsro. Kitsro. Sorry, Kitsro. Litzkow. Boom Shakalaka, NBA Jam, along with me, will be here and we'll be talking about the game on launch day. Excellent. That's awesome. Um, I personally want to thank both of you for uh, supporting the project uh, because you have for like the last three years. <laughs> and. Um, no, I really mean it. I, I really appreciate it. We had, you know, the chance that you actually finish a game and get it out when you're self-funding it and you're as small as we were. I mean, it's a long shot, right? Mm. It's, it's like a miracle, maybe, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe only 20% of developers three years down the road actually, like, end up delivering. It's a very difficult thing to do, especially on the scale that we were doing it. Uh, because we were doing console and PC. Mm-hmm. And for the last three years, you guys have been at the shows. You've always stopped by. You've always sat down and talked. And you've always given me like some coverage. And I just want to let you know how much I appreciate that and how much it means to me. And I just want to thank you both. Hey, it's no problem. I got to make up for being a pain in the ass. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. And um, also, also like for uh, for people to know as well, uh, there is a digitaldreamsentertainment.com in order to find out more information on Mutant Football League as well as about uh, well, about the like, yeah. other games too. Go yeah. to go to mutantfootballleague.com though. Like that's where all the info on uh, Mutant Football League is. Mutantfootballleague.com. And then you can also follow us at, at Mutant Football on Twitter. And also, if you're fascinated by the history of this, you want to learn more about it, there's also michaelmenheim.com, where it has archived history of the stuff that he worked on in the past. And you can also check out the Mutant League car train intro. There's a fan-made Mutant League trailer for like some movie that didn't happen, I guess. But there's all sorts of 
fascinating stuff about the history of Mutant League. Because if you love this new game, which you probably will, I mean, I enjoy it. So more than likely, you'll want to take a look back into the past and see where these games stem from. Because the, these games are well worth I still have my copy of Mutant League Hockey. I'm not getting rid of it. You know, I, need, <laughs> I need to get my second Nomad back. But, you know, I'd be like, yeah, I'll, one day, one day. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Uh, so yeah, that, that that's very much Mutant League right there. Uh, so, so you know, so definitely stay tuned for our mini episode, which we will have with uh, you know with Michael as well as Tim Kitzrow. So, um, and also another thing we'll be doing, we're going to be giving away codes. Uh, Michael right. was kind enough to give us some codes to give away for Mutant Football League, and uh, I actually have another Steam code to give away uh, right now that I'm going to give away to you guys, uh, so you can play the game right now and see how crazy fun it is. Uh, the code is P six L five W. PM23QRW4L5. That's for Mutant Football League on Steam. Enjoy. I know you will. Absolutely. And um, there was like one one news item which Robert wanted to keep for the end in order to have your input on here, Michael. So, Robert, why don't you take, go ahead with that one? <laughs> Well, it's kind of funny that you bring up uh, Tim Kitzrow. By the way, it's Kitzrow. Kitzrow, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I got like a bit of like a Lithgow Kitzrow kind of like an amalgamation. Yeah, a Lithgow? So. What are you watching, Spurba? <laughs> Um, but no, um, apparently Tim Kitzrow, along with doing the voice work for Mutant Football League, he's been hinting that a new NBA Jam revival could be in the works. Uh, he says that there's a possibility that Microsoft may be coming in to help rebuild the franchise again. I mean, nothing's finalized. He's just been hinting at it left and right here. We're probably going to ask him on Friday after we talk a bit about Mutant Football League and everything like that. But it's kind of interesting because we haven't seen the series since um, – I believe NBA Jam on Fire edition from yeah. EA Sports for Xbox 360 and PS3. So, yeah, I mean, it, it almost seems like this year is is sort of like a resurgence of arcade sports. I mean, we're not seeing NFL Blitz or anything like that, but we are seeing Mutant Football League, and now there's a possibility we see NBA Jam. I mean, I think more the merrier, because it almost seems like the industry is overrun with all these sims. So I, I think we need to go back. I mean, I've been telling EA for years, don't make any more NBA Live games. Okay, and then they make more NBA Live games. <laughs> I want NBA Jam. I want NBA Street. You know, you know I, just, I just wanted a game that when I'm stoned, I can turn on and play within three minutes. <laughs> Boom! Thank you! If I'm drunk, I don't want to be learning about you know, strategies or anything like that. Or just like, okay, where, where, where am I going now? What Now it's uploading doing what? Like 15 minutes? What's a career doing here? I don't... <laughs> You're a man of simple taste there, Michael. So. <laughs> totally. But, you I know, mean, sometimes you just want to you just want to turn on and play. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we'll have uh, more information on that. Who knows? Maybe we can get an answer out of uh, Tim this Friday. We could pop the question in there somewhere. But I, I kind of find it fascinating that this episode, we really nailed down what makes arcade sports so much fun. And that's why I think everybody should be excited for mutant football. Like not just cause I'm in it and David's in it, but because it's going to be a damn fun football game. So absolutely. Yeah. I will guarantee anybody out there that plays it, especially if you're playing multiplayer, you will laugh guaranteed. <laughs> you will scream guaranteed. Uh, you Maybe know, same time. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> One dude's laughing, one dude's screaming. That's kind of how the game yeah. works. <laughs> goes, sounds, it, sounds, it goes both ways, yeah. <laughs> sounds like a night on Tinder or something. <laughs> <laughs> so swipe there. right to Mutant Football League today. <laughs> <laughs> 
but no, thanks again for uh, for joining us, Michael. And I know we're gonna we're gonna talk more here, but um, I mean, uh, Dave, did you have anything else you wanted to bring up in this episode? Uh, not really. Uh, aside from uh, just like my general outrage over YouTube culture right now, like there was like, the story that kind of broke out about um about like YouTube, like um what was it like they're they're looking to basically uh, not have people who have like a certain amount of like followers uh, or like you know with like people who are, who are like subscribers basically who uh, aren't going to be um, are going to be able to like monetize like, their videos basically so you have to be like a certain threshold pretty much for subscribers and that's kind of bullshit because I, I did have like a lot of my start honestly on youtube like i started off with like a blog and then i taught myself how to do video editing in order to do youtube videos and i had some success honestly like with that and i was monetized i was under like a like a was it the rcn or whatever like the um you know like the kind of like third party group more or less to kind of help get monetized mm-hmm. and everything and um it's just kind of sad to kind of see that so i do hope either youtube turns that around or someone else will kind of come around in order to uh combat against youtube in that sense but and you know what i think there's somebody already there and i think it's twitch yeah um i I think by going over to twitch people have better opportunities they can get into affiliation sooner i mean they have to change their format a little bit but i mean they have so many opportunities to like you know stream games and show off more of their personalities and not have to worry so much about editing and stuff like that and they can get their content going on twitch and plus you know twitch is an ideal place for indie games to get better coverage than on YouTube, I think. I mean, especially like bringing Mutant Football League back into this. Do you know how much fun it would be to watch these players play? Maybe you're too stoned to play. You know, maybe you want to <laughs> just chill out and watch a game and you'd be see, see how these people do in the game. You know, I, I think it's a better opportunity for them and it kind of sucks what YouTube is doing. So I definitely recommend Twitch. And not just because we had Chase on the show a few weeks ago, but it's actually a damn good network. Yeah, so absolutely. there you go. Absolutely. Uh, so, so again, like just to kind of help uh, help promote you there, Michael, uh, at Mutant Football on Twitter in order to find out more information as well on that or MutantFootballLeague.com. In order to find and more you, information you can also, I believe, uh, you also have a, have a Twitter as, as well, right, right Michael? Uh, yeah, at M. Menheim. So, mm-hmm. um, but right now, like... It's all about Mutant Football League. <laughs> of course. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, if you want to follow the Yardcast on Twitter, we are at Arg Podcast. Same thing for Facebook. We're at Facebook.com slash Podcast. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at The Guilty Man. Well, follow me on Twitter. It's at Twitter.com slash The DCD. You can also follow me over ComicBook.com slash Gaming, where I'm sure I'll have a review of Mutant Football League and other games, uh, especially next week with Monster Hunter and Dragon Ball Fighter Z coming out. All these great games coming out. What's going on? So many good games. So many good games. <laughs> so many good games. Yeah, and there's also so many good podcasts out there. So uh, you know, if you want to uh, you know send us any like emails like for uh, you know like you know retro games you want us to cover or any like uh, questions or suggestions or anything at all, really, you could email us at rcastretrozap.com and be sure to check out retrozap.com for all sorts of, for all sorts of other amazing podcasts, especially of the Star Wars variety. Uh, there is Bruise and Blasters, uh, Kanata's Castle. Uh, Starship Sabers and Scoundrels, Skywalking Through Neverland. Uh, there's also Beltway Bontha, which is really cool because it combines both politics and Star Wars. So if you're both minds, it's definitely the podcast for you. There's also the Deucecast Movie Show. So if you're a big movie podcast fan, that's definitely the the podcast for you there. And those guys have been doing it for over 300 episodes, so they definitely know what they're doing over there. Really fun and uh, you know, like really knowledgeable guys over there. 
there is also the Animaniacast. So if you're a big Animaniacs fan, that's definitely the podcast for you. And it's also Rob Paulson approved. And there's also the Techno Retro Dads. So if you love old school stuff, and of course you do because you listen to the Rcast, you'll love the Techno Retro Dads because they cover stuff in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Not only just video games, but also toys, commercials, things like that. And yeah, there's also us with Rcast. So, so be sure to find us on iTunes, subscribe, give us five stars, and tell your neighbors. We're also on Stitcher and also Google Play Music. So there's absolutely no reason to not listen to the Rcast. And yeah, again, that's Rcast episode, what is this, 93 now in the book. Yeah. <laughs> and until next time, keep it retro. And as my favorite mutant football league coach likes to say, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Bob Shady coming in deep. <laughs> yeah, seriously, the greatest voice effects in gaming. <laughs> Sounds like he's gargling battery acid. It's just amazing. <laughs> so good, so good. Take care, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me on, and we will catch you guys in our mini episode featuring Mr. Minheim and, of course, Tim Kitzrow. Kitzrow. Not Lithgow, but Kitzrow. (laughs) I didn't know if we'd get John Lithgow on the show. We'll try. That's right. (laughs) Catch you guys later. Hello, my name's Richard Moss, and I make a podcast called The Life and Times of Video Games. It's a narrative and documentary-style show about games' history and how the medium has evolved over time. Each episode or bonus interview soundbite delves into some aspect of the ups and downs of the industry, or the design, development, and legacy of the best or most interesting games ever made. It's all carefully edited, complete with original music and sound design, and a mix of interviews and deep research, all set up to tell you a great story about the secret worlds behind or within video games. I hope you enjoy the show.